Welcome to the Goldenrod Podcast, bringing you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connor. Before we begin, you can jump around the podcast by using the timestamps in the description below. Connor, how are we doing? I'm exhausted, mate, <laughs> if I'm being honest with you. But uh, that's, uh, that's just because I finally got back into writing theories again and was up all night doing that. Oh, okay. So it'll be worth it? Uh, fingers crossed. Oh, fingers okay, crossed. Okay. What can you can you like lay down some groundwork on what the theory is about? Can you like hint? Uh, so so the most recent one isn't necessarily a theory. It's more of just like, hey, here's all the connections to Gen Eight that we found in Scarlet and Violet. There are a bunch of theories coming down the line. I just had to make sure like they were actually good and okay. reputable, and I wanted to make them as good as possible. So we've held off on it for a little while. Okay. I think we're good to go. Okay, right. I'm looking forward to that because I have noticed there are a couple of Gal- references to Galar playing the game. So full, like, you know, telling everyone where I am. I'm nearly at the end of the game. I have one gym leader and one of the uh, team star bases to conquer. And so I already have noticed a few Galar references. So it'll be, it'll be good to watch that that video. I'm looking forward to seeing if there are major links between between the two. Hopefully. Yeah, I, major... There's definitely a there's definitely some. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is it more Easter eggs than tied into the actual game? Ish. There's there's okay. there's one big one. There's one big huge reference that's at the very, very start and technically follows you all the way through the game. Wait, what? Is it the Rotom phone? Is it something to do with Rotom? N- no, I didn't even think about the Rotom phone. The Rotom phone, technically, yes. But uh no, you're from Galar. Oh, are we? Wait, is that mentioned at the start? Have I missed that? Nope. It's never mentioned, but there are the there are hints clues. are there. There are clues, right? Okay, right. So someone's decided to move from Galar to Spain, which you know, some people, some, my 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 uncles have done exactly the same thing. Move from. Uh, of course, it used to be Spain. easier back in the day, but this is not that kind of podcast. <laughs> let's not go down that route, jeez. Right, okay. Let's join. Let's jump into the main content this week, starting with the latest news about the Charizard raid. The Charizard Raid, the seven-star Charizard Raids are coming uh, today, as off day of recording, yesterday as off day of release, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the 15th of December, uh, wrong, on the 1st of December, running all the way through to the Sunday, which is the 4th. Oh, it's not on for long, you- then. No, 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 this weekend only. Oh, okay, um, right, gotta do it. <laughs> so so wow. last week we had our first event which was the Eevee raids, mm-hmm. where you could get a bunch of different Eevees. Eevees were showing up more frequently, but this is our first seven-star raid. It's going to be the hardest challenge we have had to date in Scarlet and Violet, and I'm pretty sure they've advertised it mostly as being dragon-type Charizards. Yes. I'm not sure if they're all going to be dragon-types. That's hey. to be seen. So we're finally... So Charizard is finally... A dra- well, I'll say finally. It was a mega for one point where it was a... A, a, a dragon type but obviously megas don't exist anymore so we're finally going to be able to get a dragon type charizard are you going to get it um i don't have a pokemon probably strong enough to take this on at the moment because i think seven star raids they're level 100 oh wow oh wow 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 okay that's gonna and, be you know it all it all depends on whether they fixed a lot of the raid bugs that were happening yes. which which may be the case because, of course, we have had a brand new patch today. Again, as of day of recording, yesterday, as far as you are listening. 
Mm-hmm. We'll jump into... Should we jump into that after the comments from subscribers? Because one of them nicely leads into that, yeah? We can do. So okay. So why are we doing comments from subscribers? We never do comments. We do questions at the end, Ben. What's going on? We do. So, um, obviously, with the with the two-and-a-half-hour mega review that we did last week, there was a few people that uh, decided they wanted to make their voices known, um, either correcting us on things or just giving their thoughts um, a lot about the bugs and rays. So I thought it'd be quite nice to do this section here which will then lead us on to the update that you've just hinted at. Sound good? Yes. Let I will say go. anecdotally, I've had people come to me mm-hmm. over the week and be like, you were really negative about that game. Like, I had to stop listening because it was just clear that you hated the game. I was like, you stopped listening. Yes. You can't say I hated the game. You literally stopped I- listening before I told you I loved the game. Yes. Despite all of its yes. flaws. Exactly. I think that's it. I think we were both exactly on the same wavelength last week where we were very honest. And sometimes that means you need to be brutal about the things that you don't enjoy about a game. There's there's nothing wrong with admitting that you don't enjoy parts of a game or there are things that impact on your enjoyment of a game. But like we both at the end of that review, we were both like yeah, there's a lot of issues, but we still like the game. <laughs> like, yeah. which... All the way through, I made it very... In fact, I said it from the start. Like, look, I've had so much fun with this game. I've enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah. I I, I still recommend it to people. Yeah. yeah. I just want people to know what they're getting in for, and what they're getting in for is a flawed experience. Yes. And like for me, like I said last week, it's, it is a good game, but it, it could have and should have been great, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so um, one of the things that I mentioned last week and we had a discussion about was that um, the, the Pokemon in the wild don't really seem to interact with interact, one another. or they don't really feel alive. Like my experience from that, having played an extra week, is it's pretty much still the same. Um, other than those two Dom fans rolling down a hill, there's not really been anything where I've gone... Wow, they look like they are real Pokemon in a in a real life experience. They just look like digital assets. However, um, Ultra Ball has written that apparently Zangoose and Surviper do fight each other in the wild. You just have to get them to both spawn near each other, and they're the only ones to fight each other. Which actually opens up an extra can of worms for me there, because there's a lot of Pokemon that are predator and prey. So surely mm. we should be seeing that. You know, like a Persian chasing down, I know Rattata isn't in a game, but something similar, like chasing it down in order to, you know, try and catch it as part of, well, it's a, it's a real-life food chain that is going on in the in the wild, and we don't get that. No, and I think the only place I can think where they both spawn together is South Area Province 1, and, like, I've, I've, I've seen both of those Pokemon there. Yeah. Just not at the same time of day. So interesting. I'd love to see if that if if we can replicate that. Uh, and uh, Marissa Kaladi has commented with the Pokemon interacting with each other. Something I saw a lot in the Varum outbreak is that they will often race each other, which is neat. But yeah, not as much interaction as I'd like. So I haven't seen that. So maybe it is more. If you go to the raids, maybe there. Uh, say the raids. Sorry, the um the outbreaks. Maybe there is more interaction, but they're all the same Pokemon type, right? See, it's it's interesting because every time I saw a room, it just sped its sped way off. towards me. Yes, yeah, like, they're very aggressive Pokemon. 
They are. So is it there? Maybe. And it's it's always a difficult one, especially with stuff like that. Of I thought this when you brought up the Don fan rolling down the hill. It's like, oh, they're racing each other. I'm like, they're probably... how much of that is you putting that in there? Uh, like, because that's just how they move. Yes, like, yeah, true, true. Like, thinking about it, like, was I just in the right place at the right time where two Don fan were just naturally rolling around an area and just happened to go down a hill, which made me think, oh, wow, they're rolling down a hill rather than walking around. You get what yeah. I mean? I'm just, yeah, may, maybe I saw something that was really exciting when actually it's just, it's a, it's a bug and not a... a but the a point feature. still stands, it's not necessarily a bug, it's just like, oh, a coincidence, as it were. Yes, yes. Um, but realistically, that's how little there needed to be for us to create our own experience, for yeah. us to have our own insight and be like, oh, wow, I'm seeing them interact in this way. That's how little needed to be there. And unfortunately, for a lot of the time, it was... They just appeared and they stood around each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pr pretty much. It's almost like you've got the one big Pokemon in the middle surrounded by five or six of the previous evolutions. Um, other comments. So one uh, that's coming from Ember. Um, Thank God you guys talked about the raids. I thought I was going insane because of how broken they are. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've seen the time it literally stall out and then insta-fail the entire thing or the fact that it pauses for half the raid, wasting your time. Um, not to, and I've I've experienced this next part a lot over the last two days. Not to mention how it times out when attempting to connect to a raid. Then it doesn't let you search for new raids until it decides that you can. I, I've experienced that. Um, it's the no, only wow. feature of the game that gives you herb and Mystica. Shiny hunters are going to hate the, this game. It's either spam picnics with the herb and Mystica or not. Um, and then another comment around the raids. Um, uh, the terror raids get bothersome with the shield gimmick, but besides that and the home economic side quest, I've loved this game. And that's from Tony. So last week, I hadn't got to the part with the shields, whereas this week I have. Um, so for those of you who don't know, uh, the more difficult raids, when they reach a certain point, they will put up a shield. You can only take down that shield with terrestrialized attacks. Uh, and unfortunately, you need to attack three times in order to charge your terror orb. What I've discovered over the last uh, three days is that moves like protect and substitute do not charge that terror orb. So it is. Nope. So it's so if you get into a raid where somebody hits them really powerful with a single attack and it brings them down to that section, you've then got to spend three turns doing no damage with attacks to then charge your orb. It. it like last week, uh, when you explained, I was like, okay, right, that does sound bad. I can now confirm, yeah, it, it probably needs that. The raids need tightening up a little bit in terms of the 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 gimmick of terrestrialization. Yeah, and again, my hope is in this most recent patch, they will fix that before this seven-star raid comes out. He's hoping. Because I get it for me, it really was that wasting time in the middle that just made me really, really sad. I thought that was unacceptable. Yeah, I, I, I agreed. And we've got one final comment from Chaos Dragon. It says bugs and it's not remotely perfect, but I can't put it down to save my life. Every game has patches and I'm hoping this can be optimized with them as well. GG, fellas. That basically sums up how I'm feeling. It has bugs, it has issues. It's not perfect, unfortunately, but I am still really enjoying this game. Yes. Now, again, not everything we brought up was a bug issue. Yes. I agree the bugs are an issue, but 
there were flaws and things that were less than perfect within the game and game design mm-hmm. that we brought up. And I think right now all off as bugs is maybe giving a too too much credit to yeah, the, what the game could be. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes. They're not going to be able to fix all of this with a patch. No. Now, weirdly enough, what I will say though, as much as they'll fix the bugs with the patch. Yes. I stand by the point that Sword and Shield is kind of a fine game. Okay. Sword and Shield with the DLC is a good game. Mm-hmm. I wonder how strong the DLC for this game will be and how much further it will push it into being like, no, now, now, now it's worth really going out your way to get. Now I can recommend it wholeheartedly. Yeah. It's it's strict because I I was convinced Sword and Shield were going to see a a updated version which was you buy you buy the game and it's already got the DLC on it and it was going to be like you know Shield and Armor Edition Sword and Armor something like that would which would allow you to do that and yeah they never did that because for whatever reason a decision was made over at Game Freak that that. We they wouldn't package the game with DLC, which so many other game companies do. They bring out you know a year or two down the line a game of the year edition or whatever it might game be. Game of the year edition, yeah. Which packages it it's all together. Now I'm almost thinking S and V, Scarlet and Violet might might just do that. They might package it together to maybe kind of persuade people. Okay, you got you you know you might have heard about all the bugs or issues that were there during live well this is this is an acknowledgement of even if we haven't fixed it or we fixed it and you aren't aware of it you'll look at this game and go i'm getting more value for my money here because i'm also getting additional dlc with it and therefore people maybe are more likely to buy it i think though whether or not they whether or not the dlc is a success for this will be impacted on what they could do over the coming months in terms of the things that they can fix. Because like we mentioned, you know, they're, they're taking refunds for this game. So they're, they're aware there is an issue. And there are some issues that, that are just, that that's how it is. Unfortunately, like they have made it like the let's go mechanic uh, or, you know, Titans, Team, Team Star, the gym challenge. Like they've made creative decisions there that will not be changed. However, there are bugs and minor features that might get updated, which maybe will turn people around on this game and therefore more likely to buy DLC. Because I, I guarantee there will be a subset of people that will go, I'm not buying the DLC until the, the, the main game, the, the features, they, the bugs, the issues that they have are fixed. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do moving forward with this game. Okay. Uh, two things on that I will say. You can straight up buy sword and shield with the expansion pass oh, okay uh, as as a like a bundle collection is it thing. digital only then i take it uh no oh I, I'm, really i'm looking i'm looking at cases that have oh wow sword and sh- there's a sword and shield case with the expansion pass there's me uh it's it's not a bundle price it is oh, the price of the full game <laughs> of course and the price of the expansion pass <laughs> right, okay because nintendo yeah but you can buy it the okay. other thing i'll say as well is the DLC boosted the sales of Sword and Shield. There were a lot of people who were like, eh, Sword and Shield's a little bit, maybe not my speed. Mm-hmm. The DLC came out, and the sales did increase from it. Okay. Um, 
So I think I think you're right. They, there's no shot that they don't fix all the bugs before then. Agreed. Yeah, they 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 surely from a business perspective, it makes sense. And you only have to look at other games in the past. So um a good example is No Man's Sky, where that came out and there was a lot of issues in terms of similar to Game Freak where they overpromised in their trailers and underdelivered on the final product and they took yep. they took their time to to fundamentally change that game to improve a lot of the issues now i don't think this game will fundamentally change i, I think in three years time when we're moving on to gen 10 the core product of this game will remain the same however there will be bugs and issues that will get looked at Frame rates probably being the the main one, although there are others that will get addressed, and they surely they have to do that because I don't think any game company would be brave enough to go. Yeah, we understand there are loads of issues, but here's DLC. Give us your money. Like it, it just seems like a terrible business decision to make because there'll be a core group of people that, on principle, will just go no. Like, I paid full price for this game, which, in my opinion, is not, should not be full priced because of the bugs and issues. I mean, I agree. I, I, I absolutely agree with those people as well. Like, realistically, it's, it's such a hard one when it comes to this game because yes. I'm a fan of it. Yes, because same. Because I'm a fan, so same. I want to be like, no, it's it's good, really. But it's, without bringing light to a really hard su- subject. I'm in an abusive relationship with Pokemon, is what it feels like. Right, yeah. Is the fact that it keeps disappointing me and doing the same thing over and over and over again, and I'm sat here going, no, but, but it's fine, really. It's, it's not all the time. Like, we, we do have fun together. And, like no, it, they, it, can, it, they can get better. They can change. I, so, I can fix so, them. So it's funny you mention actually, because like it does feel like there is a little bit of gaslighting going on in terms of the company promising things in trailers that then aren't there in the final product, like Pokemon mm-hmm. interactions, or you can play your own way. Well, not really, because you do have to collect all 18 badges in order to progress the, the game unfortunately um so yeah I, I just to kind of wrap up this because i do actually want to move on to the the update i guess watch this space more than anything which is really infuriating that you know that it's been out for uh a, a week now and you think they'd have t- over a week yeah yeah um sorry i lost track of weeks then. it's released this day it's been out two weeks and there has been any mention of We've heard your issues with the game and the bugs that we can fix, and bear with us, we're going to do it. Now, I've been on top of Pokemon for long enough to know that if Game Freak isn't talking about something, it they're, li- not, doing they're it. not doing it. Okay? Like, the, the, the Dexit thing that happened, they didn't want to address that, they didn't want to talk about it because the decision was already made. And the fact that they're not talking about bugs and issues, I, I honestly think frame rate issues, they're with this for the, the, the life of this game, unfortunately. And it's, it's one of the things that actually got me thinking really uh, recently. I'm 
not a game designer. I don't pretend to be. Yeah. I yeah. don't know what goes into making these games. I don't know how much of this is actually fixable. Yeah. Um, especially now that the games are out and things like that. <laughs> what worries me is a it might just not be able to be fixed. Yeah. Again, as you said there was something about the game all loading in the background and stuff like that. That was a rumor. So, yeah, so it it if that's the case and that's the way the game is built, can that be changed? We don't know. And and just to kind of add to that, again, this is something I've done a little bit digging on, but I I can't find proof from Game Freak or Nintendo. Um Apparently, the Pokemon games are built on their own custom code, so it's not like they're using uh, the the most well known um, game development engine uh, is Unreal uh, Unreal Engine, and there's a load mm-hmm. of companies that use that to build their games. And you know the front end games that you see, you wouldn't know they're built on the same engine, but they are. Game Freak apparently uses their own engine, which is gr- is great in some ways because then you aren't limited by whatever company owns that engine they could turn around and go right we're increasing the cost we're removing these features um you're flat out not allowed to use this one anymore so you, you're not hampered by another company however what that means is if you've got your own game engine that you've developed and built yourself you can't get outside help really because you can't then go to another company that owns their own game engine go listen we're going to pay you to come in and take a look at this because they'll come yeah, in how do how do i optimize this yeah i can't i can't youtube this yeah and <laughs> I they, can't look up a tutorial for this anymore exactly and they'll come in and go yeah w- 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 we don't know why you built it this way we don't know how the 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 individual segments of the engine work together so they're kind of hampered in that way and like i can't help but feel that the frame rate issue is a knock-on effect of other things and it, like my understanding of bugs is typically you fix one thing and it leads to more bugs unfortunately because code has a knock on effect on other code in in the build of build of the game so the 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 frame rate issues is just one example might be well, a- it's interesting say to, right just to jump in on that yeah. so depending on what we're referring to as the frame rate issues um so you've got the fact that when characters and Pokemon are slightly further away from you, they go all jittery. They go all robot-like. Right? Yeah. That is a... That's designed as a level of optimization. Yes. Agree. Yes, it is. It is, yeah. And and then you've got the other frame rate, which is where you walk into a city and it chugs. Yes. Now, how do you... You can't combat both of those no. without overhauling yes. the whole thing. Because... One is already their optimized version of it, and the other one needs further optimization. So I don't know what you can fix without, as you say, introducing more problems here. Yeah, because all all games have some level of optimization. They hide things. Typically, if 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 an asset is really far in the distance, it it will pull from the source a lower quality image or render or whatever it might be because it's that far away. Like it doesn't need to be a high graphic intensity asset, and then as you get closer, it will swap it out for okay. Now, now we need a high quality one because you're up in its face, and we need to show all the detail. Unfortunately, the way that that Game Freak has, has almost built this game is that, like, even when you, unless you are on top of the person, they will have that robot animation. I'm talking about like five, ten feet away. I've had it where you know you're cycling through an area. And up until the point you are literally on top of them, they are still doing the robots, unfortunately. 
And yeah, which is which is strange because usually it's reduced detail. Yes, it's you're you're yes. removing a lot of the textures. Yes. You're reducing the polygon count, not reducing the frame, frame rate rates. of the animation. It's it's bizarre. <laughs> it is absolutely bizarre. And like I know frame rate has been an issue in Legends Arcus and, and and Sword and Shield. Like seeing them in the distance, like was I was forgiving on that because they're they're far away. Like and I know when you get close to them, that that issue will be fixed. I mean, it was really bad with flying Pokemon. Yes, but it, I feel it was. like I could. I could see those Pokemon from further away, though. Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah, you could. Whereas in this, you can't see them from as far... Uh, like, in the distance, they're just not there. And as you get closer, like in this, the frame rate and, and is still an issue. Whereas in in Legends Arcus, it wasn't like you got closer. It was like, okay, right, the, the better quality model is, is in. It, it's functioning. It looks good. Like I'm thinking about the Gyarados that's flying in the air in one of the areas. Where from a distance, okay, yeah, I can see it's a Gyarados. It doesn't, it doesn't look great. And then you're up close. Okay, this looks really good. Whereas in this, it's like, okay, I'm up really close. It still doesn't look good. Like, what, what is going on? What is happening? I don't. And and I think it ultimately comes down to they've built this this system and probably don't know how to resolve the issue. Yeah. Ultimately, uh, and and let's not forget as well, the there's the two teams. At Game Freak at the moment. Yes. Over the last three, four years, they half of them worked on Legends Arceus and half of them worked on Scarlet and Violet, and none of them talked to each other. At least Apparently, yeah. from all the information I've had, they didn't talk to each other. They didn't collaborate on anything, um, except from the fact that you know models and stuff can be shared more yeah. easily now. And they've and that's the thing. Over the last three years, they've created two open world games, something yeah. they've never done before. Yeah overhauled the entire system they use to build these games and share the information across the company. And it's just like, how much... So Legends Arceus is finished. What is that team now working on? They did the Daybreak update. Yeah. And then have done what? Are they off doing the next Legends game? Are they working on a Let's Go game? Are they working on the next spinoff? Don't know. How much of the Scarlet and Violet team is already on pre-production for Gen 10 now? Yeah. Or how much are they actually going to be pulled off of that to fix what the hell is going on with this game? Yeah. How much is the fact that this game has come out buggy and a mess? Sorry to call it that, but it kind of is. It's, 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 it's not in a good enough state really to where it should be and doesn't require fixing. How much are people focusing on that rather than the next game creating like a knock-on effect yeah 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 so so I, I just need to like for anyone that doesn't really follow game studios like having multiple teams isn't it, it's a it's dumb not thing. uncommon no it's not uncommon so the the, the most well-known developer that does it is that is whoever releases is it activision or whoever that releases call of duty they uh-huh. they had at 1.3 different teams and team one would be working on one game, team two, second game, team three, third game. The difference. Would- I think Call of Duty, very specifically, they had one on Black Ops yes. and one on Modern Warfare. The standard Modern yes. Warfare. But the difference with them was that you still got your full game development cycle because even though they're released every year, you've got two years to work on it because you'll release a game on year one and year three. Whereas Pokemon kind of seems like, okay, they've got two teams but they're still working a really tight deadline. 
Which both teams are still working to yes, three years. Yes, unfortunately, and they're not getting the amount of time they need to push to push this out to to get the quality that they need. And I don't know if that's a case of they don't have enough time, they don't have enough resources. the 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 engine they've got isn't up to isn't up to snuff. the The team don't have enough knowledge of that the the the, the game engine that they use. I don't know how much of this comes down to peer pressure where Game Freak is going. For all we know, Game Freak is screaming, give us an extra year and you've got, you know, the other companies above them going, nah, you, you really, you've you got a month left to release this. Get it, get it over the line, buggy or not, because from that, we need to be able to release all the other different things that, that come out, all the merchandise, which makes up the majority of the profit that um, the Pokemon company makes. And what you got to remember is that, you know, the money that is made from other merchandise, plushies, TCG, whatever it might be, I don't think Game Freak sees a penny of that, do they? Oh, I'm not, not, not going to speculate on that, but, if, I, if I'm honest with you. I'm not going to speculate on that. No, but like... That, that technically I, I think, goes to... That is technically headed up by the Pokemon yes, Company International, yes. which Game Freak have a stake in. Yes, that's it. Um, but... Like, the reason I bring that up is because surely if they got more money, we would see it going somewhere. Do you not think? Like, So, interestingly enough, right, so again, I've had to research this to death because I released a video saying that this game was going to be great and was going to be based off Legends Arceus and it's been in production for six years and I was just wrong, yeah. straight up. So, I've had to research this to death and from what I can gather... Game Freak, we all know Game Freak is a stupidly small studio. Yes. Like, 200, not even, so, if that. If that. Yeah. Now, you, to put it in perspective, you're talking about Activision having two teams. Yeah. One of those teams is bigger than all of Game Freak. Okay. Okay. Now, that being said, since Sword and Shield onwards, they have been outsourcing a lot more. Mm. I think, um, I think over like a thousand people worked on Sword and Shield technically. Right. Um, because of how many people it was outsourced to. Now that's mm -hmm. including all the model designers, which again have been getting better and better. Yes, definitely. Um, the textures and stuff on the Pokemon are some of the best that we've seen, and we praise that mm. to death. Yeah. Um there are rumors of Monolith getting involved, who were the guys who did um Breath of the Wild, and they also did like Xenobraid Chronicles. I can't find confirmation of that anywhere. And I think if they were involved, the games would look better than they do. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what's going wrong here. We we can't sit here and pretend something's not gone wrong. Yes. Yeah, well that that's that's the thing, because um, unfortunately, like I would I, I I would love not to for our conversations to be going down the line of this game knocked it out of the park. There's a handful of little tweaks. Really excited to see where they go with the DLC. However, because of the underlying issues that people are aware of, it's not like there's, these are the odd things that are affecting, you know, one in a hundred players or whatever. These are things that are affecting everyone on day one release of a major franchise. And it's a case of they, they, they must be aware of it. But... I think they're aware of it, but I don't think they're going to do anything about it because I, we, we need to move on to the, the update that's yeah, coming. It, it has it has actually been patched. Let's 
Let's give us the rundown of what has actually been patched. Okay. We don't have patch notes. No, yet, no, unfortunately. We, we don't. We don't. But we have. So there was a tweet released by the uh, Japanese Pokemon Twitter account. Uh, so I'm just going to. So I take this with a bit pitch of salt because I don't speak Japanese. This is what I've had come back from somebody else. So um, uh, we will continue to take your feedback seriously and continue to make improvements. Uh, currently, we are continuing to investigate and discuss countermeasures for issues that affect the progress of the game that have been identified. We apologize for any inconvenience this may cause. In addition, we share the recognition of the various other points and opinions we have received with all relevant parties. We take your feedback very seriously and will continue to make improvements. And there are three key things that are apparently uh, uh, being updated in this patch. So the first one is season one of the ranked battles will kick off, allowing you to enjoy ranked battles through the battle stadium. Okay, no surprise there. Makes sense. Um, second one, an issue has been fixed that caused the music to not play correctly during the battles with the Elite Four and the top champion in the victory road path. Yeah, is an issue. Bug, tick, done, dusted. Probably not the most pressing, but fine. They've done something. And then the third and final one, other select bug fixes have been made. Like, and because we haven't got the patch notes, we don't know what those bug fixes are. Because the second point I read out, that's a bug, right? Like the, the music not playing correctly. That is a bug. Why is that why is that separate? Which makes me think So I I heard a really good rundown as to why they've phrased it that way. Mm -hmm. And it'll be because what they're fixing is the duplication. Yes, I've, so yeah, I've heard at, about this. At, yeah, at the moment, you can duplicate shinies, you can duplicate item, you can duplicate Pokemon, you can duplicate your ride Pokemon and all sorts. Um, and with competitive coming out now, they need to fix that. Yeah, makes sense. Or for, like, it's, it's such a weird one. It's So I was thinking about this the other day. Do you remember when Red and Blue one of the best things about that game was missing, though. Oh, yes. Was a glitch. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because some glitches are good. Yeah, yeah, Some yeah. glitches are great. Like being able to get a million Master Balls because you knew how to do the missing no glitch. It's not a bad thing. That doesn't take away from my experience of the game. Mm -hmm. But what I feel has happened is they've gone, well, that's not how we want people to play this, so we're going to fix that and not necessarily fix the issues with the game just the bits that we don't want you to have access to. So ultimately, like that almost feels like they've had to force that that one through because it impacts on on rank battles and you know, it's going to annoy the competitive people if okay, well, yeah, well, I was battling against them and that's obviously a duplicated pokemon that's been shared shared around or whatever it might be or you know, they've they've been able to make their game easier and for the most part duplicating items and pokemon or whatever like the majority of people aren't even playing competitive they're just do they're just playing this game for fun i'm not re i'm not going to play competitive unless they turn around and do what they did with uh, sword and shield where you can get legendary shiny pokemon if you if you compete that's the only time i'm ever going to compete in this but i can understand having to fix the the, the issues that could affect ranks before they can roll out ranked I get that, mm -hmm. which makes me think, like, are the only bugs, bug fixes we're going to get in the, the the ones that affect the online element of this game? Well, I will add the extension to this uh, update is that 
This update must be applied in order to use the game's internet features. Makes sense. So if you want to do if you want to do seven star raids, you have to do it. If you want to do online uh, uh, battles and stuff, you have to do it. Uh, Nintendo Online membership is required to use the online features. That makes sense. Save data will still be available. You should freaking hope so. Yeah. All all players must be using the same version of the software to play together. Please make sure you have the same update version as the person you are playing with. So what that suggests to me is that they're going, well, look, some people will stay on this older version mm -hmm. in order to keep the duplication going. Yeah, once once yeah, they, they will. once somebody updates and realize you can't duplicate stuff anymore, they won't update. Well, let's just make sure that they can't trade yeah. any of those duplicated Pokemon until they do the update. Which I'm 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 fine with that. Like I am I am fine with that. I have had hacked Pokemon sent across to me. Like you get a sh I, I remember getting a shiny Venusaur. My first thought was, oh my god, this is amazing. And then why would someone ah. send over me over a shiny V? And the more I looked into it, the more I thought this doesn't seem legitimate. And someone that wants to complete a shiny Dex one day, it's a little bit infuriating. So I I I understand them wanting to go right. Let's lock down online features and it's been done in other games before this isn't just game freaks stance this seems to be gaming gaming company stances that you know before you can but for a good multiplayer experience you need to lock down bugs hacks patches whatever term you want to to use to make sure that people aren't glitching the system so mm -hmm. i'm fine with that my main issue with this this tweet, and of course it is a Japanese tweet, so you know the, the language might not be correct, but it doesn't seem very persuasive that they are that they 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 care. I, I guess so. One of the things is like um, investigate and discuss countermeasures for issues that affect the progress of the game. Like for me, you know some of the some of the graphical limitations, I, they technically don't don't change your progress of the game do they like you can still play the game from start to finish um you know in addition we share the recognition of the various other points and opinions we've received from all relevant parties so relevant parties means i'd imagine isn't just us the the consumer it's probably other companies as well that get uh, maybe getting uh, involved in this not sure it'll be maybe. coming from like games journalists and yeah. stuff like that um Let's again. Let's not forget. Game Freak do listen to their audience. They we have do. said it many times. Yeah. They do listen, and there is as much as the conglomerate that is Game Freak and Nintendo do not care about you. They just want your money because capitalism. Yeah, sure, great, but there are people behind it as well. There are yes people who yes. put a lot of time into making a game. Definitely, most of them at this point grew up with Pokemon love this franchise and want to do a good job and they're aware of the state it's in yeah agreed yeah my 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 faith is in the people at game freak now so, not the company yeah. but the people and that's why i worry that like it might come down from on high of like no you you can't spend any more time yes on this. so that was going to be Pe people have already bought it yeah move on we need it we need to get on to the next project so, otherwise the next one's going to be even worse that that's that's my point exactly in my professional life i've done enough enough jobs where you're passionate about something you want to deliver on um and you go right i want to do this 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 it's going to take me this long can i do it and it's always a case of well value for money we have to 
you know, work this out and actually strip that out, strip that out, strip that out because ultimately they don't make a difference to the consumer or they're already doing it. So you don't actually need to improve those areas. Therefore, you are left with a stripped down version of what you want to deliver. Now, you're absolutely right. There'll be people in that company that this is their dream job. They love it. They are passionate about Pokemon. They are passionate about games. I'm sure there are people going... I remember as a child, I played Gen 1. So to be working on Gen 9 now is an absolute dream. But there will be managers and managers above managers all the way up to directors that are going, nah, it's about the profit line. It's about the, you know, how much profit we bring in. And you want to you want to improve these, these features? Uh, well, actually, we don't think they'll make any profit and therefore we're not going to prioritize that. Or it's a case of this is our... I'm talking about like the staff going, you know, putting their ideas, improvements forward, whatever it might be, and the company turning around and going, well, sorry, but we're already on to the next phase, which is, you know, planning for DLC, planning for Generation 9, planning for, you know, whatever the, the next non-mainline game is, whether or not it's Legends Arceus, Let's Go, Legends or Let's Go, whatever it might be. I, I, I'm completely on board. There are people that will really want to build and develop the best game they possibly can but unfortunately companies want to make profits and that they do i will say game freak at least from what i'm seeing here is still a private company so they've not got shareholders which is good which is good yeah i like that but But... yeah i i so i think i'm 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 hope i am hopeful i am hopeful that they'll you know roll out tweaks updates whatever it might be and Ideally, I probably should have looked at how many updates um, Sword and Shield got over its lifetime, but unfortunately, I think a lot of them probably would have been ranked in raid dens rather than the core experience. But then Sword and Shield, like, it launched in a state where it it didn't have a lot of the issues plaguing this game. Um, Well, let's just put it this way. Legends Arceus still has frame rate issues. Well, yeah, and that was when? February? Yeah. So it's, but they weren't as noticeable in that. But but they weren't. But, but saying that, actually, there were issues with um some of the textures on people's clothing that is basically the same as some of the issues we've got here, where when you're up close, you really notice notice them, and they weren't resolved or fixed. Not that they maybe make the argument now, oh, well, they don't actually impact on the game, therefore they didn't need to be fixed. But it's still something that looks garish when you're playing the game. And what wasn't ever addressed or fixed. It it, yeah. it 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 does feel like to me all the updates we get from here on in are either game breaking or the impact on the online service. And that is it. We'll see. We'll see. We will keep you updated as the weeks and months go on. Yes. Because that's what we do now. D- apparently so. <laughs> apparently so. Um the next topic we've kind of already discussed like what needs fixing is there anything else that that is that needs looking at addressing anything that's urgent i I will point out the let's go mechanic since figuring it out last at the last time of recording it functions a lot better now that i know a bit more about how to use it still not perfect in my opinion um still get points where the pokemon vanishes or doesn't target it's a it's a lot better than I would, the experience I was having last week, but that still needs some sort of I don't know almost widening of the scope of the where the Pokemon can go or see. Yeah, 
Like that, it, I think that that that's the easiest yeah. fix for me. Because there've been times where I'm, uh, where my Pokemon just wanders past something else and then stands next to it. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, "What are you doing?" Which is the and the worst part is when you do that on a Pokemon that almost wants to attack you and runs towards you because you're suddenly running away from a poke a wild Pokemon and your Pokemon that you sent out has just stood there looking around like, "Well, what am I doing now? What what do you want me to do now?" So that that to me, needs a, a look at. Um, For me, it's the terror aids. Yeah. The, the, they, they, I don't think they work properly. Well, so, I, no, no you, you are right. So I was going to, make, so one of the things that I mentioned last week is that they are, they're sped up um, in terms of, you know, it's not, okay, turn one, turn two, okay, then the, the raid boss does a move. Like, they've kind of stripped that out and it's almost like, Four 1v1s is the best way to, to describe it. But there are elements where all the effects are happening at the same time, but then I've also had it where they have Intimidate, and then it goes back to Pokemon 1 was into lowered the, had their attack lowered. Pokemon 2 had their attack lowered. Pokemon 3... And, I'm, and I, can't, I can't figure it out because there's parts of the raids that are built in this almost 1v1 quick way to to power through and then there's parts of it where it, it's it's back to a 1v4 I, I don't understand the direction they took with this and how they've having played it more they've got something that isn't what they promised but isn't what gen 8 was either it's somewhere in the middle that for parts doesn't fundamentally work yeah i think my my biggest worry is that these seven star terror raids are going to come out and people are either need need to come up with some kind of ridiculous cheese to yeah. get through it, yeah. or it's just not possible. It's it's because because the, the animations are too slow and the shields go up and there's just big pauses in the middle yeah. that cuts into your time and it's just not possible. That's my biggest worry. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but that's issues I have had with five star raids, yeah. let alone seven star ones. So I just. And that's the longevity of the game. That's what's supposed to keep me coming back yes, and playing with my is. friends it over is. and over and over again. I've done the story. I beat the story in the state the game is in. Yeah. It's fine. It's not good, but it's fine. It's playable. Yeah. It's annoying, but it's playable. Well, that that's... That, I, yeah. It, it's the, <laughs> the terror raids, I, I, they might not be playable, honestly. I think the, the higher the, the, the difficulty gets, the more noticeable those issues are going to be yes so early game when there aren't any shields it's, it's not an issue it, it, it's really not when you can overpower your opponents you can overlook some of the issues when when you've got like a level 41 you're taking on two star one star raids you can overlook the issues because you know you don't you aren't getting frustrated by you know not understanding how much time is left um and them having to them the, the opponents putting up shields and other little things that impact on the time or being able to attack. The more difficult these raids get, and the longer you, the longer you are in those battles trying to beat the Pokemon, like through repetitive attempts, the more people are going to realize that hold on, that that's that's a bug that I didn't notice. That's an issue that I didn't notice. And then that is when people are going to get frustrated and start complaining when. Yeah, I can just see. I, 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 you know, people complaining, going, I knocked out that Charizard when there was time left, but for whatever reason, yeah. I didn't get in. And, and I've had that 
myself. And then it and then it did fire blast against yes. three people and I ran out of time and it gained health back somehow. Yeah. I, I I have personally had where you knock it out in time, but for whatever reason there are lingering effects, animations, attacks, which then means that it, it does that thing where the equivalent of blowing you out of the den, whatever it is in this game. So I've had that. I, and I thought it was I said earlier about it's four one v ones, but even that isn't correctly it isn't correct or true because i've had it where they've attacked me before i've selected a move and i didn't think that was possible I, yeah because because it, it's still technically real time yeah so i'm re so i'm confused as to how this functions because there's elements that that almost seem like it's real time then there's elements that seem like it's turn-based and it doesn't seem like i wish i could just go okay it's definitely turn-based but you need to be aware of these things. Or oh, it's definitely real time, but these are the limitations. But because there's been no real explanation of the mechanics behind it, like it's up to us to kind of figure it out. But the problem with figuring it out is that it's ambiguous at, at certain times and there's almost conflicting things happening that's making me go, well, is it turn-based or is it real time? And I don't, I don't think it's either. Well, I think it's both, but it's not implemented very well, unfortunately. It's yeah. It, I've I've not I've not played them a lot, so again, people might have worked this stuff out. Mate, hopefully, yeah. I'd 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 love to have a tutorial that just goes, okay, these these are the things that you need to know about raid battles to prepare for them, and and like how the timing system works on it for for some some degree, which is a shame because like. I, Dynamax raids were so intuitive. They they because were. it built off what was already yeah. there. So like for me, all they needed to do for Dynamax raids was speed it up. So it was a case of yes, it is four four Pokemon versus a wild Pokemon. But if they area of effect moves or multiple um, multiple uh, attacks or abilities that affect multiple times or opponents, you just need to speed them up. So if Intimidate kicks in, well instead of it going okay. Pokemon A lowered, Pokemon B. It was a case of all the Pokemon. Show them had- all at the same time, yes. show the animation, and yes. read it out that's all, all at once. That's all they needed to do. They just needed to speed it up. And which is what I thought we were getting from the trailers. But it, it, it it's not. I don't get why they've tried to reinvent the wheel. Because the Dynamax, like, I remember the first time playing Sword and Shield and going into Dynamax Raid, and yes, I was overwhelmed, but then when you learn it, you're thinking, wow, this is, I like, a 4v1? Love that. This doesn't feel like a 4v1. It feels like four individual battles contribute. It feels more like Pokemon Go than it does Sword and Shield Raids. It's strange, because Dynamax Raids were never that fun to me. Hmm. They were fine, but, like, they were a little bit, eh. I can I can take it or leave it. It was the Dynamax adventure oh, that yes. I think was the most fun. And I think that really sold the Crown Tundra as really worth doing. Yeah, oh yeah. Um so I'm surprised that they decided no, let's just go and try something brand new instead of taking lessons from that. I'm just not I'm fed up of being negative, Ben. I don't want to be negative anymore. Okay. Well, I t- I tell you tell you what then. Mm. I have a comment from somebody that I was going to jump to, but... No, go on. Okay, so the, the con- I've got to scroll down my weird document now. Do, 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 do. Right, okay, so... Uh, so, question from Tony. Um, what's your favorite moment playing this game? What makes you go, wow, I really enjoyed this? Okay, interesting. 
Um, the how do I say this without spoiling anything? Mm. When you're finally allowed to do the end of the game, right? So okay. once you've done all three paths, yep. you are allowed to do something, and that whole experience is awesome. The whole end game okay. is awesome. Oh, wow. Okay, so I'm not there yet, so I'm looking forward to finally... It's it's beautiful. It's uh, so story-driven. There's okay. lots thrown at you. The characters interact fantastically with one another. Great. Okay. Love every moment of it. Okay, good. I had something, but I can't remember what I said. Can you remember what I said? <laughs> I said it before we started recording. Was it the was it the final time? Yeah, it was Mass Bostiff. Yes. You Oh You mentioned about Mass Bostiff. Yeah, there was a there was a couple of things that yes, so there were a couple of things. So the the um the Titans and, and progressing that story and um not to give spoilers, but Arvin at first you think do I trust this person? Because the very first time you meet him in the game, he's quite antagonistic, isn't he? Compared yeah. to what we've seen in the trailer. So I was like, okay, bit of a curveball. And then the first time about you 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 beat, the camera lingers on Arvin. He, he, he says you can come out now to some mysterious Pokemon. So I I was thinking, oh my, he's he's one of the he's one of the bad guys, he's working with the bad guy team, only for the second time time battle to reveal that like he's the reasons he's doing these time battles isn't what you might think. And there's a very heartwarming element to that where you go from the first two time battles thinking, okay, I'm, I'm doing these because I need to do them, but I'm not sure this is like the best thing for the world or the region, only for then the final three time battles to go, I really want to complete these because I really am invested in Arvin and why he's doing them. So really enjoyed that. Um, and I think the, the I swear there was a, was it was the other thing, the final Titan battle that I mentioned. Well, so that's quite cool. Yeah, where the where you get the double titan. Yes, as it were. yeah. So you the the final titan like every I don't I don't think this is a spoiler, but every time the first four titans are two battles, like one battle, then you go into the second battle where they're boosted. The third battle, I expected that, and that's not what I got, but I was pleasantly surprised by the 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 um the shock almost of. Oh, so the big scary Pokemon wasn't the one that we should have been worried about from the start. <laughs> it's a little scrawny looking thing, which looks adorable, only for me to lose the battle and go, oh, okay, this isn't as easy as I, I as I expected. So I really, really enjoyed that. And you know what? Actually, thinking about it, one more. When you start this game and you come out of your house, it is beautiful. The quality of that area is better than the quality of surrounding areas in terms of just how the rocks look, the trees look. It it looks like it looks alive. It looks like a real region. You can look out into the sea, the beach, the houses, the pathways, the grass. Like the the you know, when they go, oh you can choose your starter Pokemon, but you don't choose your starter Pokemon. They wander around with you for a little bit and you can interact with them. Like that was amazing. Like, that was the best choose-your-starter moments and out of your house, this is the world moment that we have had in a Pokemon game. It's absolutely amazing. It's just a shame that when you get onto the next path, the quality isn't as good, it isn't as vibrant, it isn't as fleshed out, unfortunately. But there, there are... I don't want people thinking we're being negative. We, we, we are we are criticizing the areas that need improving because we love this franchise and we want to really love this game. I like this game. I want to love it. 
Um, but there are really good things in this game to enjoy. And I know that for some yeah, people... Ru- run- r- running around in the world is just fun. Yeah, it's, oh, it is. Like, you're just running and exploring, going, I've not been over there yet. Oh, there's items over there. And ultimately, you go and get the items, which then leads on to, I haven't been down there. What's that, you know, what are the shiny sticks sticking out of the ground? Like, what are they all about? Um, and finding and discovering the, the Pokemon. As I said, this is a good game. Could have been great. It just should have been amazing. Yes. It should have been. It should have been groundbreaking. It yeah. should have been so much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, de- de- definitely, definitely. Th- this and and I and I wouldn't complain so much if I didn't think it could have been. Yes, that that's the thing. That is that's the infuriating thing. Unfortunately, I'm not angry. Just disappointed. Just disappointed. Oh, that's even worse. No, <laughs> brilliant. Um, shall we move on to? journeys and to, uh, uh, move away from scarlet and violet for a bit we we yes yes i'll tell you what though i don't think i watched this week's third episode although i've watched like half of it and <gasps> fell asleep um okay nothing really happens from what i can gather though it's a it's a straight up filler one okay right? so there is the errand endurance where grookey and evie run out. Yeah. yeah okay um honestly i think we just discussed this one this episode because even though you've watched half you haven't really missed much um yeah i, I did I watched it and I was like, yeah, okay, I'm not really following what's happening, but okay, fine. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's that time again where we continue watching post Pokemon Master Journeys and we've got three episodes to talk about this week. Um, so episode 19, Sleuth for Truths. Um, Detective Pikachu episode, kind of. Yeah, roughly. It gets name dropped. It does. Yes, it does. It does. Um, I so it has been two weeks since I watched this because we didn't we didn't talk about the episodes last week. But the thing that stood out to me about this episode is this: the the actual human detective isn't very good. And no, and the thing is, he shows up. He's like, "I am on the case," and then disappears for the rest of the episode. Yeah, it's like not even it's not <laughs> even him that figures it out. Of course, it's Pikachu. But it tries to, he tries to arrest pikachu based on a hand drawing made by a, a a a witness and i know this is part of the fun of the episode but i'm there thinking every single generation has a pokemon that has some way kind of like <laughs> pikachu like it could be any number of suspects and i only hope that you as a detective put more thought and legwork into your 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 people, de- you know, when you're detecting Pokemon. That, that's a really weird way to say that. When you are doing your normal detective job that doesn't involve Pokemon, that involves humans, I hope you do a better job. Could you imagine if he just goes out and goes, they've got black hair. The suspect I'm after has black hair. Case closed. Got him. Done. Dusted. Wrap this up. <laughs> I was a bit like, yeah. okay. It, it, it was the fact of like, I have evidence. You're the only Pikachu without yes, an alibi. Yes. I'm like, what? Like, what is this? How, how so, did every other Pikachu have an alibi for but, but 11 you, o'clock at night? night. Yes. What are you talking about? I know, I know. And apparently, but, um, yeah, because apparently Ash was asleep. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, he's a little boy. Of course he's going to be asleep. And like, I'm just am- I'm just amazed that the, the detective goes down this this route. But I I will admit one of the highlights to me is when they put the handcuffs on Pikachu and he just slides. <laughs> he off. just falls he out of him. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's that's, that's brilliant. That's kind of cute. <laughs> it was. It was. So um, obviously this leads to an interrogation and Pikachu just 
is just indifferent to it. I don't know if it fully understands or comprehends what is going on, or it is just shaken by, really, this is this is what we're doing right now? Um, what I do like is that Officer Jenny makes a note about, she actually says, like, she knows Pikachu and Ash. And I'm like, which one are you? <laughs> like, which... Which one? How do you know? Assuming she's the one from Vermilion City, right? Oh, good point. Yes. No, no, that's that's absolutely right. I don't know when the last time she met them was, but yeah, you you're right there. Um, so something is stealing the electricity. And Oh no, a thief about town? Who could that be? I, could it possibly be the only villains in the freaking series? Apparently so. Um, which of course it it, it turns out that it is right. It is more Pico just doing its. Yeah, it's, it's Team Rocket. It's Team Rocket. It's, it's well, Pico. it's not more Pico. It's not more Pico because oh, yes, it's Pokemon not. don't have the ability to steal electricity. It's, That's not like it's Meowth, isn't it? Stealing the electricity. Yeah, they, to... they 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 have a machine that's absorbing electricity that is being put out in these houses. In an attempt to feed that to more Pico, so that it eats the electricity instead of its food. That's it. Until the Rotom Dex turns around to him and is like, you're all idiots. That's not how this works. It eats food to produce electricity. It doesn't eat electricity. That's that's just dumb. You're dumb. Yep. And they do make a point of like, why didn't you tell us earlier? It's like, nobody asked me. Nobody asked on them, right? <laughs> it's like, wait. The sass of this Rotom Dex is amazing. I, 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 absolutely, I absolutely love Team Rocket's uh, Rotom Dex. It's absolutely fantastic. What I don't love is the fact that they actually animate or they, they, they've drawn team rocket who haven't eaten in a while and yeah, no, it was uncomfortable it wasn't really it really was i'm i'm sat there going oh okay they they are actually starved because of this pokemon they can't get any food because the the running gag is that whenever they try to eat their food more pico just just eats everything unfortunately um i mean don't get me wrong they're immortal beings yes. i think at this point in time they must they must be immortal yeah. beings canonically yes but starving to death, it's... or starving to not death, as the case may be, I just I wouldn't wish that on anybody. No, it's it is really really uncomfortable. One thing we get in this that I, I I can't recall ever getting, but I'm sure we have, is we get a high speed chase, which is quite fun. Quite enjoyed that. Uh, with who did they high speed chase? So yeah, team. the whole chase the, after just, Team Rocket, just... I think, from what I remember. Okay, so the whole setup is basically to get Ash and Go playing police officer for a day much yeah they even have matching outfits which is uncomfortable i don't know why i was looking at i uh, don't like the outfits don't know why you don't like the outfit no no it's the f- is it a little bit too village people for you yeah, mate, it's, are it's... we learning things about you <laughs> maybe that's what it is maybe that's what ben has some deep-seated <laughs> issues that uh we must discuss after this because then you can't go on it's 2022 mate you need to get over that <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> it's um it's just <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the, the, yeah, it's it's a, it is basically an episode where they get to how, just play police, and Pikachu gets to be a bit of a detective. Um, I, I think I, if they were going to do the whole detective Pikachu thing, I would have preferred it if it was maybe a standalone Pikachu episode or something like that, um, rather than all the extra stuff that's that's um, that's going on. Going on, yeah. It, I, I still enjoy. I still enjoyed the episode. Even through the hilarity that is the detective just being the worst detective ever. Um, throughout yeah, this. I'm I, as much as I sort of made a joke about the fact that he shows up at the beginning and then leaves until the very end. 
I'm glad because yes. the joke runs thin real quick. It really, if it had been him, keeps he keeps turning up throughout the episode and like he, I've seen it done before where it's like Pikachu finds like, sorry in other media like if they applied it to here where Pikachu finds proof and it just so happens to disappear or vanish and then he finds more proof and it's like you're out of order or whatever it might be. I'm glad we didn't go down that that route and we just kind of leave. Ash and, and Go and Pikachu to just try and figure this out to wrap it up at the end. Yeah, this episode was fine. Yeah. I think, yeah. if anything, it reminds me a lot of that, um, you know, the Plus and Lamining episode that we had. Yes. Of yes. Just, it's just an excuse for Ash and Go to go around and help some people in the public. That makes sense, actually. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 yes. Cool. We get to see what Officer Jenny does on a daily basis. Yes. Or at least what she does when people are looking, because we know that girl is corrupt. She, oh yeah, she she is definitely in with Team Rocket, isn't she? And one hundred percent, probably other Team Flares and whatever they might be. Um, should we move on to the next episode, which I did enjoy a the lot. Good the episode. good episode. Good episode. So episode twenty, advice to go. Now this is this is proper nostalgia bait because straight away we've got Professor Oak, um, mm-hmm. inviting us. Well, um, anyway, he's um. He's on the trail of Mew, is that right? I'm trying to remember. So, there's a con- so he... Oh, I can't remember why he invites no, him back home. It, um, no, I can't remember why he invites him back, actually. Is it because Infernape's disappeared? Or is that That's just the- it. Infernape has gone wonders. Yes, so Ash is Infernape from his journey through Diamond and Pearl? Is that right? That series? Yes. Yes. Um. So... Infernape's gone, run away. So Go also accompanies him as well. Which there's so there's two stories going on here. There's one, what's happened to Infernape, where's it gone? And also Oak trying to persuade Go to join other members of Project Mew. So it's a so it involves completing several trials to become a member of Project Mew with the whole premise of the the team gets Mew, basically. They're trying to track down Mew. Um, and so you've got these two elements competing with one another. So, and they are obviously linked as they normally are in Pokemon. Go turns it down though, because he's not a team player, which I found bizarre because surely by being a Pokemon trainer, you are, you are a team player, but also you've been working with Ash and Chloe for. No, he hasn't. How many times have I brought up the fact that Go is the worst because he's only focused on himself. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah, he is he is very selfish, actually, when you think about it. I don't... It's... It, hmm, selfish might not be... Is there's, it probably the right a be there's probably a better word, but that's the easy word. Self-absorbed is the only yeah, one I can think okay, of. okay, yeah. He's, <laughs> and that sounds even okay, worse. Okay, so probably the best way to put it is that when it's something he really cares about, it's... That takes priority, and most of the time, what takes priority is whatever is on his, his mind goal. or his goal. That's probably the best yeah, way. It's his goal, he, and he's got blinders on to the rest of the world. Yes, he will eventually, he will sometimes put that aside, but for the most part, it is, that's that's one game. By the way, I'm dropping this in here because if I don't, I'm going to forget. I love Oak's reaction to go having caught Suicune, like scrolling through the decks. And he's like, Suicune? <laughs> Suicune? <laughs> he's just like, what? And I just love how casual goes like, yeah, I caught a Suicune. He's like, what? Um, and yet he still can't catch a Pidgeot. Pidgeotto. Yeah, it's bizarre. Is it? Is really which, bizarre. Which I love because it was obviously Ash's first catch. Yeah. It, yes. It it it, it was. Um, so, it's, but it's not just that he fails to catch an Onyx as well, doesn't he? 
he does. He fails to catch an onyx, which is great. We loved seeing. I love seeing Go fail because it yes. happens so rarely. Yeah, it it is nice. So what another thing that I liked about this is we got to see Ash reunite with a lot of his Pokemon. Like seeing the the I I remember from the the original series, I was like, okay, where's Muck? And of course, Muck does what Muck does and tries to like bring him in for a hug. Love that. And then when it shows all his Pokemon, I was thinking, where did he had like thirty Tauros? And of course, they turn up. <laughs> they come. Like, yes, this is absolutely amazing. And we get a name drop of Tracy as well uh, from Professor yep. Oak. So, but we don't have to see him, so it's no, great. No. So, so I really enjoyed this little bit of nostalgia, uh, and it wasn't. It didn't feel forced because part of the story is Ashes and Infernape has has wandered off, and um, on the adventure to find the Infernape, who do we bump into? We, Good old Gaddy! I've written blue. <laughs> I've written blue and he's Blastoise, so that's wrong. It's Gary. It is Gary. It is Gary. Um, what I do like is that, like, he seems... Their rivalry is done. Yes, he seems more grown up. He's less antagonistic. And I know that I have missed a lot of Pokemon episodes. Like I've, I've watched the first two series and then come back for this one. So I know there's probably development in there that has happened but i am glad actually that i i I think i would have been a little bit more taken aback if if gary was the gary that i remembered from the from the series because even though they're both still the same age they've Mm -hmm. both developed and i like the fact that that is is the case here so from my memory during the johto league Mm -hmm. um Ash and Gary faced off against each other. Oh, really? And Ash won. Okay. And that was when Gary went, okay, I can't keep treating you the way I have anymore. You have proved yourself as a worthy rival. And and I think that was the first time when he actually accepted, like, yeah, no, we are rivals. Oh, wow. But, like, we're going to step into the friendly rival category now rather than me just being an antagonist to you, which was the case all through Kanto. Yes. Um, he then showed back up in Sinnoh and was more a researcher. He was doing a lot of research oh, wow. uh, projects. Um, more like I think he was initially doing it for Professor Oak and then just kind of started doing his own stuff as well. He did take part in the league. He don't, I don't think he, he finished very high. Might have been top 16. But yeah, it, Gary is more of a research fellow now, which ironically, is exactly what Ash and Go are doing at the moment. Mm. Yeah, it's, actually, yeah, I've never really thought about that because while Ash's goal is to, you know, beat Leon, like, he spends most of his time researching and discovering yeah, rather than doing the usual, usual battles and, and, and all that. So Gary's back because Gary is tracking down a Moltres. Um, yeah. And... He- really, really cool information about this as well. Like, oh, uh, it, it, you can follow its heat signature and yes. how it changes the environment it's in. And then they follow it to a certain, um, what, what is supposed to be like a dead volcano or a dormant volcano. Because if it's injured, it will dive yes. into the lava to heal itself. And when it arrives, spring erupts. And that's why all the flowers are there. Really, really nice lore brought in there. Oh, I'm glad. And I like the idea that Gary is looking at this. And what's what's great about this episode is Gary is smug. He is still. Yes. He's not he's not towards Ash anymore. No. 
It's, he's he's refocused on, on goats. Go. So, and we kind of saw something similar when they went to Alola. Yes, we did. Actually. Um, yeah, Kiawe was like, "If you're going to be Ash's rival, I want you to prove that you can be Ash's rival." And Go turned around and went, "Look, I'm, I don't want to be Ash's yeah. rival. That's that's not how this is." Um, Gary approaches it slightly differently. It's like, I don't care if you're his rival or not. You're his buddy. Yeah. And you need to earn that spot. Mm. And it's interesting the impact that Ash has on all his past companions to just be like, no, he is something special and you need to live up to my standards to be his friend. Yeah, it is really, really interesting to see how the people in Ash's life have this, this, like those that have spent time with him, like the pedestal they put him on, yeah. Wait, right, rightly so as well, because like the amount of the his if his journey was just being a trainer, then maybe he wouldn't be on such a high pedestal because he is a, he is a really good trainer, but he's not the best. But it's the fact that all these characters have been through these adventures and seen that he's he's just a good human being. Yeah, and. You know, it's almost a case of, okay, yeah, well, if you want to be his friend or his rival or whatever, like, ultimately, we're making sure that you are also a good human being in whatever way they want to to measure that. And yeah, I think there's a level of it of, A, I want to see that he's getting as much out of you as you will mm. inevitably get out of him. Mm. Because again, Gary is somebody who was changed so much because of Ash. Yeah. Like him getting defeated in Johto was a complete turning point in his life. And he went, all right, I can't be this horrible person I've been yeah, and just yeah. assuming I'm the best because I'm not. And I've been shown that. And, you know, his his life and his look, his outlook on things changed massively from there on out. And he is a better person for it. So I, I always, yeah, I would, I've got friends who have made me better people. And I'm like, all right, you want to hang around them. You better be either a good person already or open to what this person's going to teach you. Yeah. And not drag them down. Yes. No, you know you're right there. You're right. Um progressing the story then, uh the the team put together the clues and Fernape is a, is apparently tracking down the Moltres to battle it. It wants to battle the best of the best apparently. And I don't know if it's ever explained why. Why is it fighting the fire type pokemon? I, I, I don't think it is. I just think it wants to be the best fire type fighting pokemon it can be i guess like it, it, i don't it, know i just don't know if that was covered was it fighting the fire types because it wanted to fight moltres i don't know or is it fighting moltres because it's fighting fire types i i'm, I'm not 100 sure to be quite honest with you i just know that it, from from what i inferred from that it's from the episode it is it wants to i'm not sure actually Hmm. It gets battered either way. Either way, it does not go well. And I think part of it is because um, I've got the notes here. Ash starts the the power the the battle with flamethrower. Um, okay, sure, whatever. Um, but then he, he Ash does have a good tactic. So for every bad tactic, he has a good tactic. He uses dig, but then not uh-huh. dig to attack against the flying type. Which against the flying type, but the, <laughs> the dig isn't to attack. The dig is to get close, and then he mac punches as Infernape emerges which you know ash thinking outside the box a little bit i've never seen that done before it's a, like it the, the quality of the battle is good but you can tell infernape is outclassed and even gary joins the fray with blastoise which are quite which is great yes it's such a good fight once blastoise gets involved it really is it is absolutely amazing and um moltres uses burn up which i was like okay well i've, I've heard I've, i know about this somewhere in the 
back of my mind. And the glow, the glow that comes off Moltres and the, the animation. Gorgeous. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like really well, really well done. Um, and then <laughs> Gary explains beard up means it's no longer a fire type. And Gary's response is, is this even possible? It's like, is that meta? Is that is that a meta way of saying, well, it's a fire beard, it's still on fire. How is that possible? Or is it just go being don't know it's I, I, right so from a writing perspective from a storytelling mm-hmm. perspective i think this is to show that go doesn't know everything mm. he's book smart and we have seen that over and over and over again but he yeah. doesn't know everything and gary is here to show him that look you ain't got it all yet kids yeah. yes you've caught lots of pokemon and you've done lots of research but you don't know everything yet and also stop thinking that being a pokemon trainer is a side to your eventual goal it's not. It's it's all encompassing. To if you want to catch Mew, you better have a strong team. Yeah, you yeah, need yeah, to right. be a fighter yeah. as well as a researcher. That's a good the point. two are one and the same. Professor Oak was a champion. These two things are not separable. Yeah, you. If you're going to, if your, if your, you know, if your aim is to catch all the Pokemon, well. Some of those Pokemon you can befriend. Some of those Pokemon you can just lob a Pokeball at. There will be a portion of those Pokemon you had better be able to battle and understand their strengths and weaknesses in order to take them on, in order to achieve that goal. And it's just the same as the flip side for Ash. Ash is, first and foremost, he wants to be a Pokemon trainer. But part of that means that you need to understand the Pokemon that not only are on your team, but the Pokemon you will be battling. They are. They. You're yeah. right, they do go hand in hand gary's response to this though when go asks if it's even possible is the ecology of pokemon is varied <laughs> like what like that doesn't explain like that doesn't answer goes goes question you're just like yeah it's maybe possible i guess like things about pokemon we don't understand we don't acknowledge like i'm just like okay so we just so we just move on from that which well, what did you want him to say? Well, wait, wait till you wait till you can use skill swap and give so it. No. Um, so I guess my point in this: <laughs> use skill swap and give it Wonder Guard and so, get rid of its fire typing. And- so I guess my point is the fact that I don't really think the the beer the, the burn up not being a fire type it doesn't go anywhere. It's not a setup. It's not a Chekhov's gun. It's just like they a fact. It's just a fact. And I'm like, okay, we know that. The, the anime plays fast and loose with certain things that are different from the game, which is fine. There are different media. I'm okay with that. But it's like, you didn't even need to bring up Burn Up means it's no longer a fire type move unless like, I don't know, Blastoise uses Hydro Cannon and Gary's shocked. It's like, why didn't that knock it out? Oh, this is why. Like, the, the, it doesn't have a knock-on effect, which I'm I'm a bit, I don't get why they they added that. Fine, whatever. Um. Anyway, the, the battle continues and Go now joins the fray with Cinderace. We've got Pikachu. We've got Electrovire. And again, just like the Zapdos battle that we had start of the season, last season, um, like Moltres is often overlooked in the games as being probably one of the weaker members of that bird trio. But the anime does a great job of showing like even when you're using types that it's weak to, it is still a threat. And I love it. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's great. Anyway, uh, Moltres escapes. So again, like they don't even beat it; it just escapes, leaves behind a feather, which is still burning, which I didn't realize was a thing. To be quite honest with you, um, but back at Oak's lab, Gary's revealed to be working with Project Mew. Um, Gary still continues to be anti- antagonistic to go, but 
maybe that's what he needed as Go decides to join Project Mew as well. Yeah, I think it's it again, this is an interesting point story-wise, because Go has not been challenged really on his view. Yeah. You know, a couple of people have gone, wait, you want to catch every Pokemon and then Mew? And he's like, Yeah, I do. What of it? Gary is the first person who's turned around and gone, I I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm saying you can't do it. Yeah. And he's finally it's it's great that Go might have a rival of his own. Yeah, that's a good point. I've never He kinda needs that for his arc to continue. Yes. For his character to continue growing. Because him and Ash are companions. Mm. And they've made it very clear that those two are not antagonistic towards each other. They can learn from another one another. But yeah, Go needs a rival. And maybe Gary can step into that role as he did for Ash and yeah. made Ash grow into the trainer he is today. Yeah, I, I like that idea because as we've seen throughout this season and the previous season, that Go just is very trigger happy catching Pokemon. And I th- feel like in order for his character to progress, he needs to be less trigger happy. And the, the because obviously as he catches more Pokemon, the, the scope of where he needs to go narrows. So you need some kind of um story reason as to why now it's more difficult for him to catch these pokemon or find these pokemon and part of that might be about okay he needs to develop as a as a person his knowledge his experience whatever it might be so the 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 story that we see unfold on screen is interesting because there have been times where you know goes just out catching loads of pokemon and it's typically for a bit of a laugh or it's a bit of a montage in an episode that's unrelated to Go. And if if we are going to get more Go-centric episodes, which eventually leads to him finding Mew, whether or not he catches it is another thing altogether. But like, when he gets to that Mew, I want him to be at a stage where either he is unable to catch it and the next arc is him learning from it, or he's unable to catch it, but he acknowledges that... You know, he has done a lot of learning and development, which helped him to get there. And now it's time to, for the next stage of his development and growth. I don't want it to get to, like, if Go found Mew in the next couple of episodes, I'd feel a little bit disappointed because I wouldn't feel like it's been earned. Does that make oh, sense? Oh, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so it would be good. So I guess where I'm going with that is, yes, it would be good to see see Go have a rival, if it's Gary, even better, to just see him develop as a... Even if he isn't a Pokemon researcher, someone that actually he isn't just catching Pokemon, he's learning about Pokemon. It backs up what he said when he fought Mewtwo at the end of the last season, where you know he like catching Pokemon is understanding them. Well, now we need to see that in practice. Yeah, agreed. Let's move on. Um, I'm excited to see where he goes. Yes, me too. Me too. Um, episode 21, Erend Endurance. So this is the one that you only watched half of it on. I'll just quickly explain what happens. Basically, um. Chloe asks why Grookey always gets into mischief, uh, and they disagree over over this. Um, the all Grookey and Eevee both almost get run over as well, which leads to them deciding let's let the Pokemon do an errand to see if they can be trusted. And Chloe uh, and and Co all follow along, but secretly in order to make sure that the Pokemon are okay. On the other side of things. You've got uh, Team Rocket's uh, Pelipper, who also is sent on a mission to do the same thing, um, to do with more more Pico, of course. And of course, this um, eventually leads them butting heads, like 
coming along and uh, you know what you know what it's like they're on the separate paths they join together and then something kicks off um and along the way it's a bit of hijinks about ash making sure that grookey and evie go in the right direction using gengar to to manipulate the the areas that they walk through great um and basically ends with as you can exact you know as you can probably expect they they end up completing their errand it's not a amazing episode by any stretch of the imagination there's only a handful of highlights one of which is where at the end of the the day it's night time they're a little bit worried about where the pokemon have disappeared only for grookey to turn up at the end grookey's really struggling legs are caving like break breaking down it's like oh okay and the absolute the animation on Grookey's face where it is powering through at the very end. It's upset. It wants to just drop, but Go is encouraging it to continue on and just keep going. And then Grookey just like running into, into Go, crying, and the support that's there is, is, is absolutely fantastic. But overall, it's a bit of a nah episode. Yeah. didn't really make Again, I watched, I watched half of it and I was like, okay, this is... Fine, whatever. Yeah, it, there's there's a there's a lot that goes on just to set up the final moments of Go believes in Grookey, which could have been done any other number of of ways. Um, unfortunately, um, and to be fair, even the the even the side story of um Pelipper going out and being on its venture that didn't need to be in here. I understand why they include it because it's like okay, it's showing that actually. Team Rocky also care about this Pokemon and they're also following along and helping them and all this. Um, yeah, Pelipper wants to go get ice cream or something, but yes, isn't pretty good at going to get ice cream. Pre- pretty much, yeah, yeah that, that, that's pretty much it. They're, they're trying to figure out how they can distract uh, more, more Pico to the point where actually Team Rocket and Ash and company don't actually come in direct contact in this episode. Grookey ends up in Pelipper's beak for a moment, but then falls out. Um, so like, there's not even a direct conflict um one standout that i did like is the fact that there are just um pays homage to the original uh pokemon game where ash and go are trying trying to follow only to go down an alleyway where a snorlax is blocking it which i found yeah, okay I, nice. I quite like i quite like that which does like there's just wild massive snorlax roaming around the towns but yeah um wasn't a great episode and as i said like it's just that ending couple of minutes where you're like okay this is this is what the episode was trying to get to okay fair enough i will watch it but yeah i'm not i'm not sad that i didn't get to review it okay i i I need some fighting episodes now i need some ash progressing up this this ultra class uh level um honey are you up for playing a game Oh, I'm very tired, so I can't promise I'll be good at it. But yeah, let's go. <laughs> Perfect. In front of me, I have three Pokemon, three Pokedex entries each. But spot the fake entry. First up is Moltres. So, this legendary bird was once a common sight in the region. However, a decrease in its numbers is thought to be a result of low volcanic activity. Second Pokedex entry. A legendary bird Pokemon known as the Firebird. Every time it flaps, its wings flare and burn brightly. Final Pokedex entry. Legendary bird Pokemon. It is said to migrate from the south along with the spring. Uh, interesting. I'm torn between the second and the third one. If it's the first one, very well written. Like it a lot. Um, the third one is one I think you've thrown in there because in the episode it says that it brings spring, not that it comes with spring. So I think that's a trap. So I'm going to go with the second one. Okay, it was the first. 
It was the first it was one. The first that one. was so well written. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was like when I was writing, I was thinking, "This is this is almost too good." I thought for a moment you're gonna go, "Nah, that's that's not it." The other two are so safe that it must be the first one. But glad I got away with that in the end. No, that was really really good. Thank you very much. Right over to Infernape for the first Pokedex entry. Martial artists are stunned by Infernape's fighting style. No human has ever beaten it in combat. Second Pokedex entry. Its crown of fire is indicative of its fiery nature. It is beaten by none in terms of quickness. Third and final Pokedex entry. A tall, hardy Pokemon with a dazzling appearance. It shrouds itself in flames and battles as if engaged in dance. Truly a sight to behold. Well, that's like... Okay, that must be like an Omega Ruby one. Um... I'm going to go with the first one. How come? Honestly, I barely heard it. <laughs> I, wow. I, drifted a, I drifted a little bit and was like, wait, what's happening? Oh, no, wait, I'm doing a game. Uh, first one. Okay, you're right. <laughs> what? Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I thought, oh, I'm really disappointed by that one, that you got that one right. I thought you might. It's one in three. Come on. I thought you were going to come out from a, like, you know, when you get into the technical detail and you explain everything and your reasons why. I thought, okay, you you might go into, oh, well, human Pokemon fighting. Has that ever been a thing? But no, you just didn't hear it. Yeah, no, I literally literally half fell asleep there and was like, (laughs) ah, the first one. Wow. Okay, so the final one, Vanillite. Pokedex entry number one. It exhales exhales cold air that is minus 58 degrees Fahrenheit. When it's in a warm place, it shrinks little by little. Second Pokedex entry. It feels pleasantly cool when embraced. This Pokemon is treasured by households in warm regions. And the third and final Pokedex entry. As a result of extreme temperatures in the region, the snow covering Vanillite's head has melted, leaving it bold. Yep. Okay. So I know that I know the third one is like a thing that because it's the snow is not their head. They're snow covered. Um, can't imagine them. I'm going to go with the second one because I can't imagine them being in warm regions, let alone favored in warm regions. Yeah, that it was actually the third one. So was it? You, you, you are right. The, 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 the snow covering its head isn't its head. But it doesn't refer to them as bald. Doesn't it, at no point in the Pokedex does it refer to them as bald. And it's... Why did I not pick up on that? I need to go to this. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll be back next week for more of those Pokedex entries. We haven't got any other comments and questions, but if you have got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube, by emailing goldenrobpod at gmail.com, or by leaving it on our Discord channel. Um... Plugs. Obviously, you've mentioned the the scripts that you've you're working on at the moment. Anything else? Uh, that's all I want to announce this week. Okay, very good. Uh, in terms of what I've got going on, because I should be probably be out in two weeks' time, but I want to like just touch right now. I am doing a solo challenge run on Scarlet and Violet. It's the most difficult game I've ever played as a solo run. I've picked quite possibly the worst Pokemon in existence, um, and. I'm looking forward to finally putting that out there, but I'm really tightening up the script. Otherwise, it's going to be an hour long, and that's a lot of editing. Oof. I don't want that. I want it to be about 20 minutes, maybe. Um, but like, it's quite difficult because of the length of this game. There is 18 things to do rather than just your typical yeah. eight. Um, but I am really, really enjoying it. I'm going to have to hit level 100 to complete this, though. And even then, I think I'm not going to be able to beat it. So it's going to be interesting. 
And that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just a top dollar, aren't you? Connor, where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at CapFidget. I'm Ben. You can find me as Professor Hoenn Gaming on YouTube and Professor Hoenn on Twitter and Twitch. As for the Golden Rob Podcast, you can find us on the usual platforms. Search for Golden Rob Podcast on YouTube or on your usual podcast app. Leave a like on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon Podcast content. Bye. <laughs> Brilliant.